Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For anyone that's ever survived cancer, ringing that bell when you get your diagnosis that you are finally cancer-free must be one of the most incredible moments of your life. However, in this entitled parent story, this Karen and her mental daughter don't seem to care about that and they want all the limelight themselves. Mama Karen wants entitled brat to ring the bell because she deserves it. For those of you unfamiliar with a cancer ward or clinic where chemo is administered, and I pray you always will be, there is a little brass bell. This bell is a symbol of hope for all. It marks the end of treatments and the ringing in of the new chapter, hopefully cancer-free. For me, I vomited right before I rang the bell because the anxiety of the unknown was almost as bad as chemo itself. But that's another story. Today, it was Heather's real name. She gave me permission turn to ring the bell. Heather is a really lovely lady. She's 58 with stage 2 ovarian cancer. She had a hysterectomy followed by chemo. Heather's diagnosis is great, but she's had it rough. During the hysterectomy, she almost bled out due to undiagnosed complications. This left her hospitalized for over three weeks, delaying her treatment by over a month and left her fearing the worst. Heather really is the most lovely woman you could meet. She's the grandma everyone wants to have, but is kind of glad they don't. She's funny and loving, but can give you a look that makes you back away like you're staring down a hungry grizzly. Everyone that interacts with Heather loves her. And honestly, the woman saved my sanity on more than one occasion during my treatments. Another thing that may differ from ward to ward is the chemo room. Patients in ours sit in a little oval room that's like a giant lounge with comfy chairs and a little TV. There are drinks and biscuits off to one side and room enough for 10 patients and up to two visitors. As I was leaving my appointment, I saw Heather's daughter who informed me today was the day. So I decided to stick around to see her ring the bell and read it. I'm so glad I did. A couple of weeks ago, a new patient joined the group. We will call him Sam. Sam seems like a relatively nice older gentleman with an absolutely awful excuse of a daughter and grandchild. In the limited interactions I've had with these two entitled brats, I've seen the daughter stealing biscuits off people currently hooked up to chemo machines and the mother screaming at nurses for reprimanding the child when she attempted to rip the cannulas out of a patient's arm. Wow. Genuinely no idea why they've not banned the mega monster and her little braticus. Like I said, today was Heather's turn though to ring the bell. Unlike some places where the bell is on the wall, our unit has a little old-fashioned wooden brass bell that the nurses keep behind the desk 90% of the time. Today, just as Heather was getting ready to hopefully walk out for the final time, the nurse brought the bell over to the little side table. At first, the little fallen angel didn't notice the bell. She was too busy attempting to crush the souls of the elderly and infirmed by playing her switch. 
not loud enough to be kicked out but just loud enough to be annoying as all holy hellfire but at least she was distracted once heather was ready the nurse stood by the little side table and made a short speech about heather and her final date of the journey just as the speech was wrapping up the tiny terror shot out of nowhere almost knocking heather to the ground she reached up and grabbed the bell now heather being the no-nonsense badass granny she is took the bell out of baby beals bub's hands and firmly but gently said no honey that isn't for you it's not a toy my god did that unleash some kind of mythological demon because the screech that child released at being told no was loud enough to shatter glass she lunged at heather trying to grab the bell from her hand while mother thinks she's superior stood up screaming you can't do that she's an innocent child what kind of disgusting woman takes a toy from an innocent child you're a b word c word w word etc give her back the bell you don't need it she deserves it more it was a lot it wasn't even a conversation i'm pretty sure she just growled it all in one breath the harpy screeches went on for about 30 seconds of just incomprehensible nonsense bertha big mac waddled her way over to heather to take the bell from her but heather just did not have time for her shiz heather's got a bell to ring and a life to live so as the rampaging rhino gets up to heather heather goes heathen on her she looks this entitled mama dead in the eye and says your father must have been insert the name of a certain world war ii german political leader in a past life to be lumped with such a sorry excuse for a daughter well this took everyone by surprise as there was a brief pause before heather unleashed everything she'd been dying to say to this cerberus do you have any idea how exhausting it is to finish a round of treatment with you and your obnoxious brat around making everyone's lives miserable i know god's testing us but my god we already have cancer Now he's saddling us with you too? You're disgusting. You're entitled, you're selfish, you're poorly behaved, and your child is just as awful as you are. And I hate saying that about an innocent child, but my God, she's awful. I've never hated a child until I met yours, but she is really, really awful. She's not been kicked out of school. Did I mention the kid is 10 years old because the teachers are targeting her? She's been kicked out of school because she's an entitled bully, just like her entitled mother. And if you want any hope of her having a decent life, you'd become a decent parent and correct some of her behavior. But oh no, that would require correcting yours, you abominable excuse for a human being. It was glorious, awful, awkward and silent betty big mouth had suddenly been struck dumb the tantruming terror was gaping like a fish out of water and then there was sam sam broke the silence when he started laughing like deep belly full-bodied laughter mama hodai looked horrified angry mystified and humiliated as her father laughed hysterically to be fair not sure any of us knew how to react After what felt like an hour, but was likely about a minute, Sam stopped laughing and told his daughter and granddaughter, you can sit down and shut up or go wait in the car. He then told Heather to go ahead and ring the bell. The slain beast and her beastette slinked back to their seats where they both sat shell-shocked while Heather rang the bell. We clapped. Some of the cheap seats clapped a little too enthusiastically. Then Heather, her daughter, and I sauntered out of the room. Heather and I parted ways at the hospital entrance, and I wished her the world of luck, but I've got a feeling she won't need it. If you can slay two Karens in one 90-second rant, cancer is nothing. I love Heather, but my God, I'm so glad she isn't my grandma. I mean, to be honest, the only part about the story which I don't really agree with OP on is the fact that you're saying that you don't want Heather to be your grandma. Are you joking? 
She sounds unbelievable. I get what you're kind of saying slightly, I will say. You think that maybe she's a little bit too just like stern and sticks up for herself too much perhaps to the detriment of you as her granddaughter, maybe? You wanna have a bit more fun? I don't know. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here. To be honest, she just sounds badass, as you said. Now, as for these entitled people, the fact that their own dad granddad is laughing at them for a full minute it's just mental i've said it before and i'll say it again i do not understand how one family can contain two sets of people that are just so different you got sam absolute legend who just laughs at his own entitled family members then you got as you said the beast and the beastettes they were just disgusting individuals i don't get it i mean seriously ringing that bell after being told you are now cancer-free. It must be one of the most amazing moments in someone's life. And you're trying to take that away from them. It's nuts. But hey, fair play to Heather. Not just for beating cancer, but for also beating entitled people. Now for our next entitled parent story. Entitled stepmonster got herself banned from my wedding. I am a 28-year-old man, and my stepmother, who is 49, is a wannabe party planner. She's taken it upon herself to plan and host every party and holiday my dad's family has thrown since she married him. I never loved those occasions growing up. She's controlling and gets upset if people complain about anything, but humored her for my dad's sake. According to him, this helps her feel included. I'm getting married to my fiance Jane in July. We got engaged in early 2021, but Jane ended up getting pregnant a couple of months after that, and we decided to postpone the wedding to focus on our son for a while. So we've had a long engagement. My stepmother has tried to hijack our wedding plans from day one, complaining, contacting our planner, showing up unannounced to Jane's dress appointments, and more, and we've repeatedly asked her to stop. Now, dad wants us to humor her again, but she's clearly resentful of the fact that she's not hosting the wedding or being labeled mother of the groom in invitations. Besides our baby boy, we also have Luke, who is a four-year-old, Jane's paternal half-brother. She got custody of him a few months into our relationship after his parents died. I ended up moving in with them during the pandemic and have been in Luke's life since he was a baby. He doesn't call me dad and refers to us as his sister and his OP, but we love him like a son. Stepmother though, hates Luke. Sorry to interrupt, she hates a four-year-old child. Crazy. Anyway, she accuses Jane of baby trapping her way into the family. That accusation only got worse after our son was born. My dad gets along with Jane and adores the kids, but stepmother demands him to refuse babysitting Luke so we don't leave the kids with them often. Instead, Jane's brother and sister-in-law usually watch the kids for us as their children are close to ours in age. We had a thing last Sunday and my brother-in-law was out of town with his family. Jane's other siblings live in different cities as well as my mum and sister. My dad agreed to babysit at our place and we left. We came back to find both kids crying, stepmother screaming, and dad weakly trying to calm everyone down. Apparently, Luke had told stepmother that both he and our son were going to be our ring bearers, and she went ballistic, at a four-year-old that is. She screamed that she wasn't going to allow that because he wasn't family. She then unfortunately got physical when he started crying. His lip is still split. She'd never gotten to this point before. Oh my. We immediately banned her from our house and from our wedding. Dad is fuming and has said he's not going without her. He's also convinced half of his side of the family by severely downplaying what stepmother did to boycott the wedding as well. This includes my stepbrother who fully agrees with his mother no matter how many times I try to tell him the truth. Me and Jane are refusing to budge, but many of my cousins who aren't coming anymore are asking us to reconsider. 
Pretty much all of Jane's family agrees with us, but one of her aunts has suggested that maybe stepmother is acting out because she doesn't feel welcomed by my family. I've honestly had it with my family enabling her behavior. I love my dad and really want him at my wedding, but I'm more than willing to go no contact if it means protecting my family. Now guys, the good news is that there is an update to this post, so we will find out what happens next. However, I do have to say just off the rip, the fact that some people in your family are defending your stepmother because she might feel left out of the family, that's a reason why she's abusing a four-year-old. Like, what is going on there? Seriously, what's going on? And look, maybe it's just a split lip and that's not that deep. No, sorry, I disagree. A four-year-old has been physically hurt and people are defending her. What is she doing? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, that initial post was written five days ago, but just five hours ago, we got the following updates. I'll start off by saying that me and Jane are going no contact with my dad and stepmom. We haven't really spoken to either of them since the incident, and I don't plan on being the one to reach out. Any communication between us is being handled by my younger sister. She's completely on our side, but will remain in low contact for the time being. I've decided to adopt Jane's way of dealing with people she cares about. Forgive what's apologized for, but never forget. Basically, if dad or my stepmom ever truly understand what they did wrong and sincerely apologize, we are willing to forgive them, even if begrudgingly so but we will never ignore or let them forget what they did to our family. And for the time being, neither of them will be allowed near Luke, our baby, and any other kids we may have in the future, even if we do forgive them. Well, I for one completely agree with all of that and I'm happy to hear it. As for the rest of my family, I read a lot of comments suggesting that I post pictures of Luke's face, as well as the nanny cam footage. I'm not very active on social media, but even if I was, I'm not comfortable exposing my injured preschooler like that, especially given that nothing on the internet ever truly goes away. I also decided not to share the pictures with my family unless truly necessary. I should probably mention that while my family adores my dad, most of them aren't very fond of my stepmom. She had two failed marriages prior to meeting my father, the first of which resulted in my stepbrother, and he cheated on his then girlfriend to be with her. My family loved that girlfriend and disliked my stepmom right away. Not only has she been controlling and manipulative since the beginning, she's also tried to force her way into the family matriarch role by any means possible. Taking over planning duties for every family event was her favorite way of doing it because of all the attention and compliments that come with it. The main reason why I hated these parties growing up was because she'd always find a way to make everything about her, including Christmas and mine and my sister's birthdays. The rest of the family felt neutral about it, but they never liked her. With Luke, it was different. Most of my relatives didn't meet him until COVID restrictions got looser, and by then he was two years old. He's a bright and genuinely lovable kid, and there weren't really any other small children in the family, so everyone immediately started cooing over him. The way I see it, my stepmom got upset that Jane and Luke were accepted by my family so easily compared to her experience, and that is why she resents them both. 
but I can't confirm that. She was also mad that, aside from not being the planner, she would have absolutely no involvement in the wedding party. She tried to pressure us into letting her officiate. One of Jane's best friends was offered that role a year ago, making stepbrother my best man. He wasn't interested and I'd already got on my best friend or asking her sister's daughter to be our flower girl. But we'd promised Jane's three-year-old niece. Also, her sister's daughter is 15 and doesn't know us. Sorry, that is so weird. Imagine just a random 15-year-old girl being like, uh, yeah, let me just carry these flowers. Sorry, I just got a funny image in my head. Anyway, she also tried to convince us to let my dad walk Jane down the aisle since her father's gone. But her eldest brother, the brother-in-law I mentioned in the first post, had already been enlisted. Okay, that one is crazy. My stepmom was disappointed that my family wasn't as involved in the wedding as Jane's and kept making comments about how that would never happen if we put me in charge. All of that being said, there is nothing that can excuse being that awful to a child, especially if it really is the petty jealousy that I suspect. Because I haven't spoken with my father, my sister has been keeping me updated on what he's been up to. As I found out through her, the story my dad and stepmom told the rest of the family completely erases Luke's injury and the abuse charges. Oh yeah, guys, OP left a really small edit on the first post saying that they actually were going to press charges on the stepmom for what she did to Luke, which is completely fair. It insinuates that me and Jane banned them because we got annoyed with my stepmom and decided to take it out on my dad as well. Because most people already dislike my stepmom, explaining what actually happened that night wasn't hard. And most of the relatives that I actually wanted at the wedding have apologized and are now berating my dad as well. The people that didn't believe us, as well as those saying we overreacted, have been told they are not welcome in our home anymore. Those are mostly people from my dad's generation, so I can't say I'm surprised. But the realization that they're so biased that they're willing to protect a woman they hate after she hurt a child just to make my dad happy has reassured me that i don't need any of them in my life my stepbrother is still in denial he refuses to believe his mother could hurt a child even with all the evidence we have i have to admit i understand i love my mum too but that doesn't mean i'd excuse his obliviousness so he's banned too it sucks because we were close growing up but i don't regret it Besides, Jane has three other siblings besides Luke, the older brother-in-law, a twin brother, and a younger sister, and I'm closer to them than I ever was with him. Speaking of Jane's family, they're all furious over what happened and have been extremely supportive of us. Jane's maternal family basically adopted Luke after she got custody of him and have called frequently to make sure he's okay. We did manage to save some money with everybody we uninvited and have decided to use it to help Jane's cousin. She lives in a different country and was previously unable to come to the wedding, so we're paying for her plane ticket. That is awesome. Luke has gotten much better and is almost completely back to being the sunny child he's always been. The split lip was shallow. It's healing slowly, but didn't require any stitches. We sat him down a few days ago and explained that my dad and stepmonster wouldn't be around anymore. He really liked my dad, but understands that he and stepmom are attached at the hip. He's clearly scared of her, but we're doing our best to make him feel safe. That is so sad that a four-year-old has that much terror in their lives at that age wow me and jane have reassured him that he is family we love him and no one will ever change that i'm not too worried about my dad or stepmom trying to show up at the wedding but we've alerted the venue and given them pictures just in case they try anything better safe than sorry some people brought attention to the fact that my stepmom is a hypocrite for saying luke isn't family 
I agree, for obvious reasons. Her main excuse for pretty much everything she does is that she doesn't feel like my family welcomes her. Dad has been guilting me to take part in everything she plans by reminding us of that for as long as I can remember. The way he continues to make excuses for her without realizing this is basically a case of the pot calling the kettle black, except Luke actually is family. This is what has made me accept that while I will always love my dad, it's not healthy or safe for me and my family to be around him anymore. It hurts to know that my son won't have his only remaining bio grandfather in his life, but he has two amazing step grandpas to make up for it. For now, I'm sad, but satisfied with how things have turned out. I don't like to complain about my life. It's a mess, but a beautiful one. I love my fiance, I love my kids, and I'm lucky enough to love my job. We're happy, and I'm not letting anyone ruin that. And there we go. Great story. Really enjoyed that one. You know what? I really like the fact that throughout this, you kept almost reminding us the reason as to why you were treating your dad in the same way you were treating your stepmom, alienating him from the family. Well, not alienating him, but you know what I mean. Going no contact. When he, to be fair, himself wasn't doing anything particularly badly but yeah you just summed it up at the end right there the fact that he is enabling your stepmom's disgusting behavior if anything is just as bad as what your stepmom is doing right now op has said that they hope that this is the last update on the story but they'll keep us posted it's one of those ones i really really hope that they do not show up at your wedding but if they do wow it would make for some reddit post all right then just a couple of quick charity donations to end off today's episode guys if you want a shout out in one of my episodes get in the description click the top line also in the pinned comment if you're on youtube and donate we have currently raised three thousand seven hundred and twenty two pounds that is pretty close now almost so close to three quarters of the way to the five thousand pound target only about a month or so left now until the mara so you know what? It's getting pretty touch and go. I think we can hit it, but we need a bit of a push. The person that comes to mind when I say we need a bit of a push is Nichelle Larson, who is back for her umpteenth donation. I'd asked my son, who was turning nine on the 1st of April, if he wanted to keep this money to spend it or to give it to you. He says he's wanting you to have it. Proud mama. No way. That is unbelievable. Nichelle, not from you, I'll be honest not from you at all but maybe from you for parenting your son shout out your son i don't know his name but yeah please play him this video and play this message from me to him son you are amazing good stuff and also thank you to jessica livingstone for donating two dollars well done jack redditor every dollar counts especially if the kids are the ones who benefit i for one could not agree more guys that is going to do it for this one that is the end of the shout outs for today let's keep this going as I said, £3,722 raise is insane. It has smashed out of the park my initial £2,000 goal. But now we're here. Let's push for 5k. Why not? 5k would be an unbelievable target. And it would make a lot of kids and their families very, very happy. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.